Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I am here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Awesome. I um, cannot wait for the conversation today. It feels like it's been a fortnight since we've recorded an episode, um, and it's only been a week. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's happening, but I'm in the, I'm in the vortex of fasting these, this last seven days, apparently. Yeah, but it's only been half a fortnight, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry for using the um, ancient term Fortnite uh, for our younger listeners. That means 14 days. Man, I yeah, hope I I'm like correct it. on that. Um, mm-hmm. So today, conversationally, um, coming out of the 10-day challenge that we did, uh, October 1 to October 10, which was fantastic. We have another one coming up at the beginning of December. Stay tuned. Um, just I don't want to heart, go down the path of t- talking about all the results and whatnot, but 12, 14, 15 pounds lost in 10 days, energy levels boosted, sleep um, improved after the first couple of days for some, um, your body, it's pain. an adaptation period, pain. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, what was pain that one and inflammation. Oh man, just multiple people. We were going through the, the survey results and um, just several people um, coming off of pain medications that they've been on for a long time and, and uh, reduced inflammation, bloating, swelling, all that kind of stuff. Like like major stuff, things where people weren't able to get their, their rings and their jewelry on. And then now they're, they're fitting. I mean, just in a matter of, you know, 10 days. Inc- so cool. I, had, I had forgotten about the pain med one, like literally in, in 10 days off of a pain medication that someone had been on for years. So, mm-hmm. um, and with my most recent biceps injury, I, I had some, some pain meds that they gave me post-surgery and I took one at night in the evening one day when it was just really excruciating and Mm -hmm. it was an experience. Like I was not myself. I didn't feel right. I was nauseous. Like, so I can't imagine, you know, that's something that people have to, and, you know, in clinical practice with patients that are dealing with chronic pain issues, it's a real thing. Like being on those consistently, even low levels, like it's, it's not something that is uh, I would put in the category of a great quality of life, you know? So just, didn't expect to see that one from a 10 day, you know, we hear right. that with, with the, the, the coaching clients and the 28 days mm-hmm. and one or people that have been fasting for a while, but just incredible stuff. So, um, as we come out of the challenge and, um, I said, we weren't going to go down that little rabbit hole, but we still kind of did, but coming out of the challenge, we like to look back and say, okay, what are the, what are the things that we've learned? What's the feedback that we've gotten? And what are things that we can continue to like share and talk about? Um, and, one of the threads that we've noticed recently is there's this, and Tommy, I want you to speak to it too, because the way you talk about your own story is powerful. Um, and I know you, and I know your story <laughs> and the conversation we just had, I'm like, okay, I'm turning the mic on. Like we need to talk about that because it relates to X, Y, and Z um, yeah. with the, the feedback that we've been getting is th- there's like these small little moments in time where it becomes down to like, 
a change or a decision or an experience or a fear or a conversation or a recent interaction with a coach or a doctor or a family member or a Facebook group, or there's just like this little hiccup that takes place. And then our brain goes into worst case scenario mode, right? Mm -hmm. Like 95% of our thoughts from yesterday are the same ones we have today. And 80 to 90% of those are negative and negativity has a 70 times more effect on us than positivity. So our body is like inherently wired to be in this survival, right? Got to make it to the next day mode. So we won't go down the whole, um, you know, mindset path today, but really just talking about, um, a situation that someone had, uh, you know, sent us a message about a few weeks back and, Lori, I'll give you a direct shout out. Um, apologies for the delay, but we've really been trying to frame your construct of question because it's so common, especially like coming out of the challenge that we just did. And um, it, for her, it was, and I want to make sure I unpack this right, Tommy. So if I don't like make sure you fill in the gaps because okay. um, the, you know, Dr. Fung is, is, one of the originators of the fasting methods. And he's who you and I went to, um, to be our, to, to dip our, our foot in the, in the fasting pool and be like, wait a minute, does this make sense? Is this something I could do? Yeah. Will this work for me? Right. So is the science um, legitimate, you know, yeah, is there something out there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something? So a lot of people see him, we reference him a lot. We're in, in process of trying to distill down and disseminate and encourage and put together programs are going to take, you know, the concept of fasting to a whole new level. And for her, uh, for you, Lori, it was your question about how people on the fasting page will say that one meal a day will slow down your metabolism. Um, and it doesn't work. This is the part that is, I don't follow is it doesn't work for weight loss. And, um, so Lori started doing this fifth day, blood sugars coming down each day, not really concerned about the weight, more about the underlying issue that we talk about a lot, Tommy, which is the insulin resistance, which is like breaking down the first barrier of how we're wired with the weight loss world and dieting world that we all grew up in. And that the media portrays to us and our doctors talk about, and, you know, a lot of providers don't have any nutritional training through med school. Then you have Mm -hmm. your alternative and you've got your fitness professionals and you've got your nutritionists and your dietitians and all this information. So she, she, you know, the BMI is a problem. She's doing it for health, not too concerned about the weight signs up for a diet coach, which is, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of coaching and the diet coach also doesn't believe in fasting or a higher fat, lower carb diet, which there's tons of research on. Right. Um, and doesn't really have any experience with managing type two diabetics, which I'm guessing this is a concern for Lori based on her construct of her question. I'm going to land the plane here. And her question was, if I'm really hungry, do you think I should mix it up with a day of two meals a day? So more of like an intermittent fasting window. And my initial reaction to this was, they've already gotten you off your path that you felt confident in that was going to allow you to take back control of your health, which was one meal a day, mm-hmm. just by going on a Facebook page, having a couple of people saying that's OMAD doesn't work for weight loss. Well, how did I lose 50 pounds? How did right. you lose for whatever you're at now close mm-hmm. over there around it? How have you kept it off for years? Um, it, the research shows that there's a short-term metabolism boost 
Um, we're trying to undo res insulin resistance, which is the cause of so many other comorbidities and health problems. So like already, <laughs> and then the coach who is like, no, what you're doing is wrong. Like already you've been thrown off yeah. because you don't have, yeah, you're just already off track because of outside influences. And I want the way you spoke about your own experience, like just kind of wrapped it all up into this perfect little bow of like, well, wait a minute, why are we doing this and when? Yeah. And uh, I, Lori, your, your question is, it, it hit me because it felt like exactly what I was thinking and feeling right before I, I took my first step into fasting, um, where, where I was so kind of ingrained in all of the, the other messages, like the calories in calories out, the slowing down the metabolism, the, I need to eat more times a day, not less because I need to keep revving up my metabolism. I need to keep adding fuel to the fire. I mean, that, that's, that's a message that we continually hear. And so it, it feels like the, the same framework that I was thinking about. Um, and I had those exact same questions. And um, I, I thought uh, my, my first question honestly was, was if, if the coach doesn't believe in, in fasting or ketogenic um, you know, diets and, and higher fat, what, what do they believe then? Like, what is the recommendation going to be at this point? Um, if not, if not what's been proven to decrease body fat, increase metabolism and, and overall health metrics. Right. And I just, she, Lori, <clears throat> you parked your car in the wrong parking lot. Like, this comes up with doctors' conversations too, and I'll, I'll talk about a, a situation with a client that we have, and we've talked about it in the past. And no disrespect to the diet coach we're talking about, or um, the or doctor. I mean, heck, Doctor Fung, who's pioneered a lot of the the conversation around this, or the doctor that you have. Um, you know, I know when I'm told that I'm doing something wrong, or I might be thinking about something incorrectly, my first reaction is to get defensive and be like, well, no, that's not right. Sure. Right. That's just human right. nature. So mm -hmm. no disrespect to any of the situations, but if you're wanting to adapt this lifestyle, that's your choice. So you've gone into the, you're, you don't have the right people in your corner. Right. So never mind, like you said, Tommy, what's the recommendation going to be? Well, is it going to be similar to what you've done in the past that hasn't worked, which is the low and slow, the eat less, move more type mentality? It, well, if that's it the seems case, like it's going to have to be. Right. Cause yeah. What is the other option? Like, are you going to do macros? Are you going to do that? You know? And again, that works. My wife is a perfect example that she works really well on a, on more of a bodybuilding kind of template type macro based cycle. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, out of our group of friends and family, she's the only one <laughs> out of the group of mm -hmm. 500 patient visits a week that I used to have in clinical practice. Like there might've been a handful of people that that's going to work for. Right. And everyone else is going to fall in the camp that you were talking about. Yeah. Which is, which is that we're, we're, we're knocking at the door and we're, we're looking at fasting. We're looking at changing a lifestyle and kind of, you know, going against the grain a little bit with, with what people are normally talking about and what they've tried. Um, I mean, there, there's a reason why I, I probably tried to lose the same pounds, you know, 18 years or so, and they wouldn't come off. And I had never, I had never honestly tried just skipping a meal or two to get the weight off. Uh, but, I just, but Tommy, I just, you, you, yeah. you must not have been doing it right. You weren't counting your calories, right. You weren't factoring, yeah. you weren't, you weren't doing it right. Right. And, and I, you know, I, I definitely heard that, but um, years and years of my fitness pal and, and lose it. And, you know, I could, I could show you reams of, of Excel sheets and, and data. Please don't. Yeah. That, that, that shows the numbers, you know, and um, 
but the scale didn't lie. It, it just, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't keep going down. Now it would, it would move a little bit here and there. And, and while I was younger, it, you know, it definitely moved faster, but at a certain point it just stopped. And then that's why I was finally, you know, able and, and willing to listen to an alternative approach that, that frankly sounded a little crazy, you know, when I first started to think about it. And that's why, you know, I had to start with the science, the obesity code and, and understanding where it came from and why um, it could possibly, uh, you know, be correct when, when everything else I had heard, what, you know, wasn't working. And there's so much stuff out there too, like are artificial sweeteners good or bad, or what does the science say? What's the interpretation? Who funded the study? Like, I, I don't even want to have that conversation. I want to go back to the construct of Lori was pushed off her path due to uh, people that didn't have the similar belief systems or similar knowledge or desire to try to obtain results that she wanted to obtain them. Right. So my thought yeah. here is I was trying to think of an analogy to use, but it's almost like sitting down, calling up a financial advisor and being like, Hey, I need help managing my million dollar retirement portfolio. Mm -hmm. And they go, okay, great. Send me the bank account information. You go, well, well, no, I, I, I actually um, just started my first job. I'm two weeks out of college and I just signed up for an apartment, but I need to get a co-signer because right. I don't have any financial history. So it's like when we talk about these these hurdles going into it, like, oh, I'm worried about my metabolism. Oh, I'm worried about, you know, uh, my lean body mass. Like, okay. So before we worry about, you know, um, those small little things, let's see if this lifestyle and this adaptation of fasting is going to work for you. If you are in a, if you are using OMAD or even ADF, which is alternate day fasting, which is a great, um, in our opinion, the second best way to get the weight off quickly in your fat loss mode. We are not talking about building lean muscle while addressing a weight loss goal. Now right. you can do that. Eat less, move more, low and slow. Like sure. But we want to focus on fat loss. We want to focus on reversing diabetes. We want to focus on reversing insulins. Like, okay, preventing let's it. get yeah. preventing yeah. it. Let's get mm -hmm. the weight off first. So, you know, the speed bump of I'm worried about my metabolism. Like, okay, yes, your metabolism isn't going to die, right? Yeah. It changes on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, are the, can you see trends over time? For sure. Are there complicating factors? Yes. But let's get you to a point of confidence where you can get the scale moving, you feel good, you're gonna have the additional benefits of fasting, it's going to simplify, you're gonna have less cravings, you're gonna sleep better, your energy's gonna be better. So you need to have the right people in your corner and also realize that we can't manage the million dollar fund until we have the million dollars. So let's yeah. go through the process first and then see where it takes you. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, another analogy, if I may, would be, you know, we're here in the Houston area. So if we, if a hurricane came through and blew off part of my house, I'm not going to spend the next weekend worrying about my gardening. You know, I'm going to, I have to take care of, of the catastrophic damage that's, that's taking place, right? I didn't I, know you were into gardening. I just yeah. learned something. This is pretty cool. Can you grow we, me some peppers, please? Because they're really uh, organic peppers are really expensive. Yeah, and they're a little tough to grow uh, as well. But yeah, I'm I'm working on it. So we do have a gardening box, and if if part of my house gets gets knocked out, uh, I'm going to worry about that first. Like the, like look at the 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 major important things um, before worrying about those the smaller details. So when we talk about um, you know potential slowdown in metabolism, 
Well, you know, by the time you lose 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 pounds, your your whole body is not going to need as many calories. You can go um, do calorie calculators. There's plenty of good ones online. Um, and you can go put, put some hypothetical numbers in there. You're going to need some less calories to support a smaller frame with, with smaller amounts of, of fat and therefore smaller amounts of supporting muscle, supporting bone tissue. Um, so that that's going to make sense. So, uh, you know, just from a strictly numbers perspective, um, it could be argued that, that that in itself is a little bit of a metabolic slowdown, quote unquote. Um, but to, to get back to your original point, when you're kind of knocking at the door of making a new decision here, let's, let's focus on what got you to this point. What made you consider a new option and what's brought your frustration level to this point where, where you're looking for a way out, Lori, you're, you're looking for, you know, a new method and, um, not to be discouraged by, by something where we're, we're looking so far ahead um, before you've even solved the primary issue at hand here. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point. So, and it's not to be discouraging to the situation. These things are real. You and I had them like, mm-hmm. you know, go back and listen to the first few episodes. I mean, I, I could list out all of the metabolic and blood work and testing and panels and tracking, like you said that we did. And it came down to, you know, I never ran an insulin test. I never ran a fasted insulin. I'd love to do an insulin right. insulin tolerance test with pro insulin met numbers, but we don't have that, <laughs> you know, like they have blood sugar monitors. They even have keto monitors that I knew of back then, like to know if you were actually in a fat burning state and your body had depleted some of its short-term glycogen stores. So these mm-hmm. concerns are real, especially if you're going into a situation where you have a coach or a doctor who is not supporting you. And a similar situation just came up with a client that we had where um, blood pressure numbers and this feeling of just being uneasy, like not like not ill, but like just weak and tired kept coming up. Mm-hmm. So looking at the blood pressure numbers, the numbers had dropped dramatically where the pulse was really low. The, the bottom number, the diastolic number was really low. And come to find out just by um, they had done a simple Google search of what causes low diastolic and low pulse numbers. And it was um, beta blockers. So things like metoprolol and certain medications, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, diuretics, <laughs> right? So yep. this person is, is now in the pre-diabetic state, no longer a diabetic, lost 45 pounds off all insulin off six medications as of this conversation last week. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. Um, they reached out and said, what do we do? And I said, okay, well, are you like, is this an emergency issue? They're like, no, no, no. I just, I, I just don't feel great. I was like, okay, do some salt and water. It's the simplest way to bring up, you know, blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are your most recent numbers? And I said, tomorrow morning, call your doc and have a conversation. Tell them how you're feeling and what's happened. But the doctor didn't have a consult, didn't bring them into the office, didn't run blood work and said, oh yeah, stop taking the metoprolol and the two diuretics. So now this person is no longer on off six medications. They're off nine. Wow. But- Let's bring it back to this conversation with Lori. Now, if you had stopped and never pushed the envelope, right? This wasn't a medical emergency. It was a chemical toxicity issue. Like you needed to stop stopping the body from regulating itself. You were, you were over down regulating. Is that even a thing? You know what I'm trying to say? You were, (laughs) you were over regulating the down regulation. Like it was time to pull off those, those support strips and be like, okay, let the body. And now a week later, weight's coming down again, blood sugar numbers are still improving. So my point of bringing that up is 
find people that are willing to be in your corner to support you. This is one of our motivating factors, Tommy, well, at least for me, and I'm pretty sure you're on board with this. I didn't know about the garden though, so maybe I'm going to surprise you here, is the, the reason why we want to build this thing and come up with these programs that have coaching and bring doctors on board is because it works. And it's like, okay, where else are people going to go for answers or support? Like, mm. it's not out there. Like, we haven't seen it, especially even on like one of the gurus, fasting gurus, like Facebook pages, you're being told that OMAD doesn't work. Well, it does. I mean, mm. it works. So let's get you some short-term results. Let's track. So anybody that's listening, if you're going to make a change, make a change, stick with it for a couple of weeks and look at your averages. Don't weigh every day. Don't test your blood. Uh, don't do the, the metrics you've been tracking every day. Or if you do them every day, average them out over those two weeks and see if you have a down, downward trend or an upward trend and then make a decision. Okay, did the change I make actually, did I give it enough time? Do I have the right support? Am I using the right technique? Because there's so many different variables, but you just got to start. Yeah, you do. And um, I, I feel like that's the hardest part, uh, especially when those questions come up and, and, and the fear and things like that. So, you know, just just be encouraged that, that we all had that. I mean, that that's frankly why we started the podcast was because right. there was just so much question and concern and fear right then just to get started. And once we, once we kind of, you know, went through the rabbit hole, like went through the door, uh, we realized that there, there's just so much keeping people from being able to even try this. We, we have to, we have to, um, you know, bring some of that message to, to everybody to try. Yeah. And I, I mean, and it's, it's, this isn't rocket science either, you know, like when that day you said to me, stop eating, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Stop eating? Like, okay, what else? You're like, well, here's a book you could read. I'm like, okay, great. I read it. Now what? Okay, we'll go read this one. Okay, we'll go back and read that one again. And I was like, I got it. It clicked. So we want to create that environment where, you know, there's support for these types of situations. And if we just listed out the top 10 things we hear of why people are concerned about fasting, it's, it's like the, uh, what's that show? Steve Harvey, um, Family feud, family feud. I almost mm -hmm. said fasting feud. <laughs> like it's just on my brain 24 seven um, family feud. Like the, we, we surveyed a hundred people and the top eight answers are, are boom, 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 boom. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. There's underlying fear. There's lack of support and there's confusion of the messages that you've been taught or you're looking at. And one of the things that we want to continue to, and I'll say the word preach is simplicity. So simplify. What's the easiest way to simplify and put yourself in a caloric deficit, have lean body mass be retained, have short-term boosts in metabolism, have increases in growth hormone, which retain that lean body mass to help balance your hormones, to help reverse the insulin resistance? Well, the easiest way, in our opinion, is one meal a day. Compare it to ADF, it's great, but ADF requires a little bit more willpower and tracking and diligence because you have a whole day to undo the day before where OMAD yeah. is consistent. It's simple. Track your numbers. If your numbers are going in the right direction, then you're doing something right. And just try to remove the rest of that noise. Um, because, you know, first two rules of fasting, don't talk about fasting and don't talk about fasting because you're going to get a lot of the pushback that we hear. And that top eight or top 10 list of concerns is really like, we don't, it's very rare we get one outside of that list, right? 
Yeah. It, it, and most of them come in the first, you know, two or three on that list, not the bottom seven or eight. And it, and it, it starts with, with just getting started and, and that little bit of fear. So, so, you know, Lori and everyone who's, who can hear this, just get started, take the first step and commit to doing it for, for a week or two. It, it doesn't have to be a long stretch of time, but, but judge the situation and, you know, judge for yourself based on uh, on the results that you get in that time, and and pay attention to how you feel. You know, the the first time you skip a meal, um, a few hours later, yeah, you might feel uh, hungry, and you know, we talk about that. Go back, listen to some of the the old episodes. But um, within a few days, you know, take a look at the scale, see how you feel. You're you're probably going to feel a lot better than than you thought you did, and um, you'll probably have your answer right there. Yeah, and we want to continue to push the envelope too, and come up with you know, more resources and more content and more support and more accountability. And we're, I mean, <clears throat> that's why I said, it feels, it feels like we haven't recorded in a while, but we, we've been in the fasting funnel and it's been fun. Like there's a lot of fasting creativity and like planning and how we're going to reach more people and impact more people. And how do we track that? And where are we going to do next? And are we going to do another challenge? We weren't even going to do a second challenge this year, but 2020 has been such a heck of a roller coaster ride. We're like, no, no, no. Let's at least, okay, we're going to do two in the fall because we're going to take two sets of people <laughs> through a process that's going to help them regain control um, and just yep. realize and know and empower them that it can be done. So I like your previous message. You're like talking to Lori and everybody else that's, you know, having these types of thoughts and feelings. You know, you were speaking to Tommy two years ago and me 18 months ago, right? Yeah. Or I don't know how long it's been. It might be two and a half years and two years now. Um, but it's it's just... To, to land the plane and, and come out with an actionable thing from this is um, I want to encourage you to get people in your corner that are supportive. I want to encourage you to um, stay away from the ones that aren't. If you're in a situation where you've hired someone to help you with your health and they're not providing that answer for you, albeit a doctor, coach, uh, trainer, like if you hired a trainer and they're like, all right, yeah, we're going to hit these metrics in 90 days. Right. And then six months in, you're going, uh, six weeks in, you're going in the opposite direction. You're probably not going to keep paying the trainer, right? You have a mechanic. He's like, yeah, we're going to replace the brakes and only replaces three out of the four. And next thing you know, your tire blows and you're on the side of the road. You're like, wait a minute, what the heck? Like, what did I pay you for? So encouragement is get, just block out the noise, know that what you're doing is safe and effective and try not to let those little hiccups and little bits of like little pieces of fear or pre-programming to kind of get in the way. Um, and like you said, Tommy, just, you know, give it a couple of weeks and, and see what happens. So um, if you are uh, new to the podcast, fastingforlife.com, www.thefastingforlife.com. Um, we have a fast start guide. We have a mini masterclass. It's a quick little 20 minute uh, video tutorial of the fast start guide, which is a downloadable PDF. Gives you some insight onto how to put OMAD or one meal a day, um, into your day-to-day. Um, and Tommy, any last things we want to mention uh, in terms of really kind of, um, you know, something that people can do as an actionable step if they have been fasting and they're kind of in the case with Lori. Um, and I know we're being re- repetitive here, but it's it's just the top 10 list is the top 10 list and it doesn't go away. So I want to make sure that we that we um, really hammer it home, especially in, a, in a, an encouraging way that you got this and you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've been doing OMAD, um, like you've already gotten started with the Fast Archive and the mini masterclass, and you you find yourself stuck or at a plateau, uh, the most common thing we find is that 
um, try backing off the processed carbohydrates a little bit and make sure your eating window is, is small enough so that you can maintain that deficit because when, when one meal becomes two or three hours of grazing, it's really easy to kind of, uh, to intake enough for maintenance at that point and kind of undo previous days worth of, worth of deficits and kind of slow down the results on the scale. So tighten it up. You must not have liked the garden comment because you just totally like nailed me to the wall here <laughs> because that is like my, how did you know that? Um, probably because we talk about everything fasting related 24 seven. Probably. Um, but one day, you, you know, a couple dips here and there, and that's 200 calories, 300, 400 calories. It, it's pretty easy, especially when it's snacky type stuff. And, and even, and especially when it's close to your eating window, it can feel like, well, no, it's still kind of one meal, right? It's just a more of an extended meal, but tighten those up because, um, you know, the, the reason why we like OMAD, um, over ADF is, is for the simplicity and, and it's, it's much easier to, to take in more calories than you want doing an alternate day fasting versus that OMAD, but OMAD is still, um, it's, it can still be, uh, give opportunities for slippage if you're not careful. So, so tighten it up and uh, you'll see the results follow. Thank you. Thank you for that reminder. Um, And, you know, been maintaining the weight loss forever. So it's kind of like you get a little bit lax, you know, and to Lori, to your point, if you're really hungry and you want to mix it up with a, with, you know, a couple, you know, I'd rather see a a open, more open window, right. More of an IF a 24 or um, uh, yeah. 16, eight, where you actually do get just two meals a um, little bit close together. That's fine. Um, just remember, if you want to go back and listen to the, the cephalic phase and the hunger podcast, a lot of the times hunger isn't real. It's more of a um, hydration electrolyte issue, which is simply solved by using some sea salt or some Himalayan salt or some trace minerals. So mm-hmm. um, Lori, I really appreciate your transparency. I appreciate your question. Um, again, it's been a couple of weeks for us to get back to it, uh, but we felt it was important enough to have its own conversation, its own episode Uh, because there's so many things in there that we could unpack. Hopefully you guys get some value from it. Tommy, uh, as always, appreciate you, sir. Um, We appreciate likes on Facebook, and we appreciate uh, five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast, Spotify. Actually, Spotify doesn't do reviews, but Apple Podcast. um, Go ahead and leave us a review. Leave us a comment. We want that conversation. We want that feedback. Reach out to us at info at thefastingforlife.com. for email, you can go to our contact page, leave us a voicemail. Nobody's left of a voicemail yet. I'm really disappointed. I was so excited about this. So, um, Tommy, I want to get a message soon. So leave us a voicemail with a question, clear, articulate, so we can play it on the air, give you some credit. We love and appreciate you guys. Tommy, have a great day. We'll talk yeah. soon. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com. And sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.